0: Like that, Amen. We all do, but see, we walk by faith. We don't walk according to how we feel, Amen. Because the Word of God is what's eternally real, and that's what we go by, Amen. This morning, uh, I'm going to kick off our our next series for the year, and I say year because I believe this coming new year of 2019 is going to be a good year if you're a believer amen and you believe in god's promises and then get to know what he's promised you and in his word and and walk in it you're going to be blessed no matter what's going on in washington dc no matter what's going on in congress amen god is for his people and we're going to start uh and I've called this, this uh, new series Discovering Your Spiritual Inheritance. Now, at the end of the year sometimes, I don't know how you are, you know, sometimes I get to the end of the year and it, it, I wouldn't call it depression. <laughs> I just would call it my heart, my spirit is beginning to do, search and to cry out to God. And it, there's, a, there's something in you you know God has for you in this coming new year. And I can remember being over 30 years of being a pastor. There's some years I, I get to the end of the year and I, I really pray and I really seek God's face. And that sometimes it seems difficult finding out where, where, what God is saying and where he wants us to be. It wasn't the case this, this year. Over a month ago, well over a month ago, I knew that that God wanted you and I, as you know, as a church body, as believers at Harvest Church, to begin to discover what our spiritual inheritance is. In other words, in other words, who we are in Christ Jesus. What has God promised us in His Word in the Bible? What belongs to you and I? So many believers do not have any idea what this book has promised you. And therefore, we're in the dark. But the Bible says we can walk in the light if you you know God's promises and you know His Word. So we want to, this year, twofold. Purpose Number one, we want to discover and learn our spiritual inheritance in Christ Jesus. Everyone say learn. Learn. See, we've got to study. We've got to know what the, the Word of God says concerning our spiritual inheritance. Number two, we want to appropriate our spiritual inheritance in Christ. In other words, if you find out... Something that you've inherited, such as land and money, do you want to use it? Do you want to take advantage of it? Sure. I asked you, you know, not long ago, I said, how many of you have ever sat down and had an, with a lawyer and had an inheritance read to you? You know, when Kathy's da- dad passed away and, and uh, before that, her aunt, we sat down with the lawyer in Columbus and he read the inheritance. That's an exciting thing. You discover you have something. But then you have a responsibility to, to know what that inheritance is and then to act upon it. Too many Christians, and I won't have you raise your hand because all of us are that way, can be spiritually lazy. All oh, got real quiet spiritually lazy. In other words, we don't take the time to find out what's yours, what's mine. Now, when Dr. Gant was here in November, and I thought this was great because this was just basically an introduction into this coming new year, and it confirmed in this preacher's heart what direction we need to go for 2019. Dr. Gant said this. He said, too many Christians are not taught who Jesus is in them. Too many Christians are not taught who Jesus is in them, who they are in Christ. Number three, what they have in Christ. And number four, how to live the unlimited life. Too many Christians live their lives defeated. Always hoping it will get better. And I began to realize as I sat down, and I'm not going to go through it today, but I just realized how many subjects in the Bible we need to go back and we need to really study them again. Because it's our spiritual inheritance. We're new creatures in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. When we're born again, the life of God, the creativity of the Father is in us. We have His Spirit we have the life and the nature of God Almighty Himself in us. But too many of us, our heads are hanging down and we're defeated in life, and that's not what God wants. Well, Pastor, you don't know how difficult it is to live in these times. Well, I realize that. God never promised it was going to be easy. But He, he called us to be overcomers, victors in this life. Not when we get to heaven but to be successful and overcomers in this life. Amen? So this year we're going to, not coming new year we're going to spend a lot of time, we're going to talk about it, and you're not going to like, like this subject much. Shall I even tell you? Yes, I'd like to hear what you have to say. <clears throat> I realize Christmas is over. And we're just kind of let down because we didn't get what we wanted. Well, we need to to get over that. We're going to talk about renewing your mind. Because you'll never discover your spiritual inheritance in Christ if you don't keep your mind renewed. We're going to talk about who you are. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. I I have the righteous nature. I'm not just a sinner. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. We're going to talk quite a bit of time. You're not going to like this one. Confession. We're going to talk about confession. Back years ago, that was a big deal, especially in the word of faith circles. Is you know, what's coming out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What comes out of your mouth on a daily basis? Is it the Scripture? Or is it negative thoughts that you're speaking out We've got to get all these things. We've got to go back to school and go over some of these basic things again if we're going to partake of our spiritual inheritance. Look at Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. I'll give you three texts. Say this with me. I want... To discover my spiritual inheritance in Christ. Guess what? Your flesh doesn't want to. Your flesh this coming new year will not want to take the time to find out what's yours in this book. Your flesh and my flesh will want to go the easy route. Amen? Amen? But we're not going to go that way. I, I, I can't go that way. I've got to walk in what's mine. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. Oh, well, Let's start with verse 3. Wonderful passage of Scripture. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bless us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Is that right? Thank you. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, past tense, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. How come you and I have been blessed? Because of who? Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus Christ? The Son of God. What else? The Word of God. Lord and Savior, yes, He is. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. So you're not going to grasp your mind and your your flesh. you, You have a hard time with this. This has to be spiritually discerned. Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ just as He chose us. In Him. Say, I've been chosen. When? Before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestined us to adoption as what, folks? As sons or as children by Jesus Christ to Himself according to the good pleasure of His will. To the praise of the glory of His grace by which He's made us what? Accepted in the beloved. Now, listen, I'll tell you what, you could spend a month just on these scriptures that I'm giving you. Finding out that you've been chosen, finding out that you've been adopted, finding out that you're a son and daughter of the Most High God. To the praise of the glory of His grace. By which he's made us accepted. Say, I've been accepted in the beloved. You know, you need to realize you might not feel loved. So some days I don't feel loved. Abe, do you ever feel that way? Every day. But according to the word, I'm loved. According to the father, I've been accepted by him. Doesn't make any difference your background. If you're a born again child of God... You're in his kingdom now. And he loves you. And he wants to protect you. And he wants to provide for you. And he wants his spirit to lead you. In number 7, verse 7, it says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Say, I've been forgiven. How many of you here today would be honest and say you are really good sinners? Real good sinners. Good at it. Well, I want you to know, He's forgiven you of that. That doesn't mean, you know, we foul up, we, we sin, we make mistakes, but the Word of God says if we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We blow it, we just say, Father, I blew it, I sinned, forgive me, cleanse me with the blood of your Son. He does it. He, you know, the Father forgets our sins. We should forget them. You know what? I can tell you all kinds of stories about me. Back in, the, I've, I grew up in the 70s. What think some of you don't even remember that decade. It's the decade, the best music ever put out. For sure. Now, I know some of you are 80s maybe, but 70s is better. But you know what? I don't wake up every morning thinking about some of the stupid things I used to do. I don't think about it. Why? I've forgotten it. My sins have been forgiven. Now, sometimes the devil, when you're a young Christian, will come and perch on your shoulder and want to remind you, well, you need to remind him of who you are. You're a son or daughter of the Most High God. Your sins have been forgiven according to the riches of His grace. By grace, we've been saved. Amen. Through faith, not of works. Verse 8, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In Him also... Now, this is what I want you to see in verse 11. In Christ... Could we say in the Word instead of in Him? Sure, because He is the Word. So, in Christ, in Him, in the Word, we have obtained an inheritance. Say, I have obtained an inheritance. Now, I'm not talking about lands and money. I'm talking about a spiritual inheritance. We have a spiritual inheritance... "...being predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel of His will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of His glory. In Him, or in Christ, you also trusted. After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise." who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory now hold, look at john 1:12 go back to the gospel of john so that just gives us a preview of our spiritual inheritance and then in john chapter 1 and verse 12 <coughs> In verse 10, let's look at verse 10. It says, he was in the world, and the world was made through him. The world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him. Let me see your hands today if you've received Jesus. Okay, it says, but as many as received him to them. That's you and I. He gave the right, or he gave the authority to become children of God to those who believe in His name. How many believe in His name? Well, then it, it tells us here, if we've received Him and we believed in His name, then we're a child of God. Who were born not of the blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. See, we're born, it's a spiritual rebirth. Now look at Romans chapter 8. I just want to show you, you know, I realize Abe didn't want to be here today. I've had days like that too. But you know what? You've got to take authority over your flesh, make your flesh flesh sit there and listen to the Word, and then have the attitude, bless God, I'm listening, I receive it by faith, and I'm going to act upon it. In Romans 8 and verse 15, it says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, our Daddy, God. Is that like I I like to say it? The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then what? What? Heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him that we may also be glorified together. Now, <coughs> how many of you get a devotional? Uh, how many of you read your devotional? I read this, this from December 27th, and I want you to listen because this applies to what I'm telling you today. It says, it, it quotes Ephesians 1, verse 4 through 5, he, in love he predestined us for adoption, and it's entitled, you're part of the family. We all have a need to belong to be part of a family. One pastor writes, I know couples with hearts of love who yearn to focus it on some little one, but to no little one arrive." When these couples find children to adopt, they don't tell the children. They better measure up to expectation if they want to stay in the family. There's no such thing as three strikes Then back to the agency. No, they accept them with open arms and joy-filled hearts because they love them. They take them into their homes forever, give them the family name and make them legal heirs. Long before we even knew we needed God, he predestined us to adoption as sons and daughters by Jesus Christ. That blows my mind. Earthly parents get divorced, go separate ways, start new families, but not God. You never have to worry about your standing or relationship with him. Regardless of race, color, creed, or background, when you repent and accept Christ as your Savior, your adoption becomes binding and permanent. Boy, that's something to shout about. You're part of His family. And to prove it, prove it. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Do you realize what that means? You never again have to walk around feeling intimidated or fearful or live under a cloud of condemnation because you are a child of God and a fellow heir with Christ. The word heir means you can claim every blessing and benefit Christ purchased for you at the cross. Let me say that again. The word heir means you can claim every spiritual blessing and benefit Christ purchased for you at the cross. Every single one without exception. Boy, that was a good day. That's the kind of stuff we need to hear. We're not called to be defeated in this life. We're called to be victorious. But you and I have a responsibility to find out what the Bible says. In fact, this year, I, I have a, A request. And I don't care if it's electronic, if you want to do it that way. To me, it's not the real thing when you look at them. I just don't see that. It's just, you know, whatever. I expect you, if you go to church here, to bring your Bible. And a lot of you do, and I appreciate that. But this year, I want you to bring your Bible. You can look at your phone or whatever you want. I don't care, as long as it's a scripture. Because we're going to discover what our spiritual inheritance is. You know what 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 makes me mad and grieves me, and if I didn't, if I wasn't careful, I'd get discouraged and de- depressed about it. There are some things that I'm not walking in that I should be walking in as a believer. Think about that. There are some things. There's my, my inheritance is there, but I am not walking in it like I should be. Yes, God is good. He's gracious, full of compassion. I, I read, read it to you today. I didn't read it. I gave it to you. He's a good God. You know, it's like you, you give your kids gifts, and you, and you but they're not using them. You give your kids toys, they play with them once, and then that's it. What's next year? What do I get for my birthday next year? What do I get for Christmas next year? No, you have a gift now. It's brand spanking new. We spent money on it. Use it. Play with it. We as Christians, we need to do that with the Word. We need to use the gifts that God has given us and walk in them. Would you agree with that? I'm going (laughs) to, this year, I'm I'm probably going to be giving you and reading you a lot of Scripture. Amen? But you know, I'm not that great a preacher anyway. I'm supposed to give you the Word, not stories from guideposts. I'm supposed to give you the Scripture because it's the Word that will change you. Not the preacher and his stories and his commentary. It's the Word of God that is full of life e w. Kenyon says everything that Christ wrought in his redemptive work belongs to the new creation. You do not need to pray for it now this is listen to this. you do not need to pray for it or seek for it, nor believe for it. it is yours now his i've I've had his books and I'll bring them, get them out, and I'll read a page or two, and i think, my God, that's just too above me, and I'll put it away. Because it's just meat. But you know, there's something about, I'm not vegetarian, by the way, I like meat. If you're a vegetarian, that's fine. But we need the meat of God's Word. And he says, Everything Christ wrought in his redemptive work belongs to the new creation. You do not need to pray for it or seek for it nor believe for it. It is yours. We should never have to ask God for healing. I read that the other day. Did you read that? You know, some of the stuff I've been reading, because I've had areas I've struggled with my health through the years. It's, you know, it's not God's fault. It's my fault. Yeah. And if you that have had struggles, it might not be with healing. It might be finances. Get Getting a grip on your finances. Some of you, it might be family problems and relationships and, amen? We all have areas of weakness and I don't care, you can tell me who the TV preacher is that you love to listen to. I'll clue you, he's got issues too. He just won't fess up. But I have found out that there's, there's things in the scripture that, yes, I know them. But you have to appropriate them. You have to walk in them. You have to confess them. And I realized, I thought to myself, well, my confession, I don't go running around confessing I'm sick or I'm poor. I don't, I don't confess those things. But then I had the great revelation. I'm not confessing what I got. And so what's that mean? It's called adjust and repair. It's called making adjustments for this coming new year. Find out where you're weak. Ask the Spirit of God where there's areas that you need help in. And, you know, God's a loving, heavenly Father. You know, Micah is my son. And I love him, and he's, he's done some stupid things. We all do. But I didn't backhand him. I didn't beat him, I didn't even say you're stupid, and you're an idiot. you know yesterday as I was driving him to the doctor, you know his same weights he's ever but all of a sudden something went out, and I texted his brother and and uh his brother had a smart comment. I can't say it here today. It was from a movie, <laughs> but You know, we all have areas we've got to work on. I am not a perfect husband. I know you thought I was. I am not a perfect father. I am not a perfect preacher. I am, this is what I am. I'm a work in progress for 30 years. I'm still a work in progress, and the older I get and the farther along I get in my walk with God, I realize how much I don't know. (laughs) And gloom and despair, agony on me. Remember that? No, some of you don't. I'm on the couch sitting with all of them. Remember, hee-haw, and they just sit there, gloom, despair, agony on me. I can't, what's the rest of it? (laughs) but you can't you can't you can live your life like that if you want to but i don't want to i want to produce i want you to produce in 2019 i want to produce fruit i want you to produce fruit in 2019 but it all comes down to finding out what our inheritance is you need not to pray for it or seek for it nor believe for it. It is yours. Philippians four six gives us just another angle of our inheritance in Christ. In nothing be anxious. Till, in what? Have you ever had? Did you ever have one anxious thought in two thousand eighteen? I'll be there. I probably had some every day. Now listen to this, and I this is if you can have a thought, and Hagen used to say a thought unspoken is a thought that dies unborn. That's one of those rare things he said that I never forgot. In other words, you can have a thought, but you don't have to speak it. Give birth to it. You cast it down, but the Scripture says. that we're not to be anxious for what? Anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So we should worry less and thank God more. Then a miracle happens. The peace of God which passeth all understanding shall guard your heart and minds and thoughts in Christ Jesus. Now listen to this statement. When we know what our redemption means to the Father, and what he intended it, it should mean to us. Then we pass out of the realm of worry, fear, and doubt. So I'm, I, what I'm trying to tell you, if you and I will discover our spiritual inheritance this coming year and walk in it, there'll be less fear. There'll be less unbelief. There, w- there will be less doubt. Philippians 4.11 says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I've learned in whatever state I am therein to be independent of circumstances. Why can we be independent of circumstances? Because the 13th verse says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say that. Let's confess that this morning. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see... This redemption in the mind of the Father means a new creation. It means sonship with all its privileges. you got privileges being a member of the body of Christ. Amen? It means that we've come into the family and have family rights and privileges now that nothing can interrupt as long as we walk in love with Him. Privileges. So I I want you and I to discover our privileges. Let's go one scripture, and I'll quit. I didn't even get to my message today. Acts chapter twenty. Let's end with this scripture. Good scripture. Acts twenty and verse thirty-two. We're we're going to discover our spiritual inheritance. You know, let me ask you something. Let's say you know those lotto, the big um, lotto. Somebody just won. I don't know how many million. I'm talking about millions and millions, of like millions and millions and millions. If you found out you were a multimillionaire instantly because you got the right scratch ticket, I got to, I had two. I get scratch cards for Christmas. My brother-in-law gives them to me. My mother always did, but she died, so I get scratch cards. I won two dollars. But say you let's say I had a scratch card. I won ten million dollars, and but I had to go to Lincoln, Nebraska and appear and be at a certain place at a certain time to legally receive that check. Do you think this preacher? Would say, no, I'm on my way to Casey's to get my donut, McDonald's, coffee, and I don't have time to go down to Lincoln to get that $10 million check. I'm sorry. Give it to the next person. Do you believe that? If I were you, what would you do? You'd be be there early. Not, Not just on time, but you'd be there early. Okay. This is a little analogy. It's the same way with church. We have a reading of the inheritance every Sunday morning. And you can come and find out who you are in Christ. And what God's word has to offer you. But you got to be there. Oh, I was there two months ago. Well, that was the big giveaway. We gave away $20 million last two months ago. And we're not giving anything away today. You getting it? Look at this scripture in Acts 20, verse 32. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of His grace, which is able to what? Build you up. And give you what? An inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Boy, that's a good scripture. The message says now I'm turning you over to God, our marvelous God, whose gracious word can make you into what He wants you to be and give you everything you possibly need. That's good. It's the Word of God. It's the Scripture. It's able to build you and I up and give us our rightful inheritance in Christ. I'll give you some more next week. I'll give you some more every week. I got an assignment for you and I'm going to give it to you next week. I'm going to print out Three short prayers that you can pray every day. I pray them every day. The prayers I pray are seven or eight pages. From Colossians, Philippians, Ephesians. You might have these, but I want you to begin. I'm going to give you some things to do this year. Oh, Pastor, i got enough to do. I don't need any more on my plate. Get a bigger plate. I'm going to give you some stuff to do. It's going to require you doing something, not just coming on Sunday, listening, and then leaving here, forgetting who you are. Amen? But you need to be here. The thing that you're going to have to do that I would ask of you, you're going to have to pray for me. And I know some of you do. But she can pray those scriptures over me, over Kathy, over other people. I pray the scriptures over you. Amen. Stand to your feet today so I don't ramble. Maybe I'll just ramble now for 20 minutes while you stand. I'll never forget I married my nephew, went to Confluta, Connecticut to marry him. And he and, and had everybody stand up. They walked in. Forgot to tell them to sit down. Did the whole ceremony with everybody standing, and there's old women doing this, you know. They never forgot that. that. And that, and now I pronounce you Caleb and Micah. Remember that one? See, I'm just a human being, flesh and blood. All of you, do you want to find out your spiritual inheritance? Father, today, thank you for the word that we heard. It was your word, Father, not my words, your word. Watch over your word to perform it in the lives of everyone here this morning. Father, I'm asking you, Holy Spirit specifically, turn our hearts in the direction that you'd have each family to go in 2019. Each child, each adolescent, each teen, each adult, each senior, turn our hearts in the direction, Father, you'd have us to go. Show us, Holy Spirit, the Father's ways in 2019. Teach us His paths. Lead us in His truth and teach us. Show us things to come. Father, I thank you, Lord God, because we find out our spiritual inheritance and begin to walk in it, we'll be blessed. I thank you the people of Harvest Church in 2019 will be blessed spiritually, blessed physically, blessed financially. Because our God, our covenant keeping Father, will provide for all of our need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. No good thing we withhold from the people of Harvest Church as they walk upright, as they walk in their inheritance in Christ. So thank you, Father, today. I call the people prosperous, I call the people healthy. I thank you, Lord, God, our minds are being renewed daily by the word of God, for your word is a lamp to our feet and a light onto our pathway. Thank you, Lord, your eyes are on us from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. So, Lord, we look to you in 2019. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name. And everyone in agreement said... Amen. Amen. Well, I'm glad you made it a priority today. We're redeemed from the curse of the flu. Viruses in Jesus name. We're prospering, we're in health and our souls are prospering. See, we're talk It's easy to talk that way when you feel good. <laughs> but then when you when symptoms are there, oh God, I, I will not die but live and declare the works of God, you know. We just wimp out. We need to get strong in Christ. Amen. God bless you. Have an overcoming week.